drink for this. I wasn't going to drink. I'm meant to be off the sauce, but fuck it. He's meant to be off the sauce, he says, as he pulls the bottle of whiskey. <laughs> That's near the fucking desk. So, there is cause for celebration. And it's not that the Joker movie was good, or that the incel movement has been stopped, or that Chris Hansen is now my best friend. Um, the reason that we need to celebrate uh, is, of course, um, that al-Baghdadi, the head of ISIS, has been killed. Uh, at following a U.S. mission. Um, now, I've talked many, many times about ISIS and ISIL and the Islamic State and the Islamic Caliphate. Talking about it many times on my on my show, um, and I, I just have to make it abundantly clear that unequivocally, this is right. There may be some organizations around the world where you get to say. Oh, you know, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter, okay? Historically, I don't think that's a controversial statement. Sometimes it truly is a matter of perspective, and history gets written by the winners. When it comes to the rise of radical Islam, and in particular ISIS, and Al-Qaeda before it, there, it, there can be no argument that these people are evil in any conventional sense where you would use that word philosophical arguments notwithstanding i on my show of especially when i used to do i hate it here we showed you um stories of women that were held in captivity and fed their own children after being starved um women who were systematically raped the multiple beheadings uh, that are done for shock value. Uh, and this is why it, it baffles me when liberals trip up and make the mistake of trying to contextualize ISIS through the lens of American foreign policy. Because the overwhelming victims of the evil of the rise of this Islamic caliphate is they're muslims they're the muslims domestically that live under these tyrannical regimes that are already living in bombed broken down huts and and villages that have been you know hit with fucking airstrike after airstrike after airstrike in countries that their infrastructure has collapsed and it, it, you you know there's something rotten at the core of the narrative when okay Trump wanting to pull out and bring troops back, bad. Because apparently we're going to allow these people to rise again and triumph. Which, listen, I want to destroy these fucking people utterly. They are an existential threat to everyone who comes into contact with them. They don't represent Islamic values. They don't represent human values. These do not speak for the Muslim world. They are rejected by the overwhelming majority of the, the Muslim world. There is a very... Again, I use that word, pernicious, stubborn, small, radical fringe that pushes this type of ideology. You get it in all religions. Right now, it's definitely radical Islam's time to kind of be in the spotlight, but it's certainly applied to other religions historically if, we, if you go back. The reality here is that 
there is no like you know kind of like second you know there's no secondary way to see it there's no way to pass it through oh well american foreign policy is really to blame and if if america withdrew they wouldn't do these awful things no it's not like that at all the reality is they're telling you that we must destroy these people utterly which therefore we mustn't withdraw from this endless war in the mesopotamian region that america's been waging for as long as i've been alive but um hang on i don't want to do this this is like super serious to have chris hansen just lurking in the background isn't it so, um but they never tell you about how bush created isis with a fake and illegal war in iraq they never tell you that part they never tell you how we don't we wouldn't have isis and the caliphate if we hadn't have gone to war after 9 11 in a country that had nothing to do with 9 11. they never tell you that bit because it's it's too much and one of the things that really seconds me about what the liberal media are doing now is sort of recontextualizing bush as being like the last great republican leader or something like actually not a bad president bush is a war criminal it's not even up for debate he what he did while in charge of america is is appalling one of the most monstrous corrupt presidents america has ever had if not the number one very hard while nixon's a factor sure that entire administration is responsible for what we're dealing with now and i'm not envious of any president or any world leader trying to fix it but this idea that the only cure is fucking endless war i don't know about that neither so anyway you know would have been better to have not created them in the first place but you know you can't do anything about that so whatever anyway just to underline the point right isis is fucking evil i have said many times as well for example sweden when they have and in the uk does it too when they have uh, people that leave because they feel an allegiance they they believe the propaganda understand these are young adults being propagandized being told that you know the, the this is why this is why you have to shut down islamophobia like traditional islamophobia because you only conquer this problem by appealing to moderate and you know moderate muslims um which you know again people say all the time no fuck off if you think that because i lived in birmingham and my next door neighbors were, were all muslim and i lived on a corner for a mosque and these were all great people and and with with very compatible beliefs uh you know the hardliners yeah it gets complicated i don't like any organized religion but the, the reality remains that because we reject moderate muslims and we reject islamic communities and we we tar them in and lump them in with radicals well what starts happening is the radicals use that narrative to radicalize they create videos saying you're never going to be accepted in britain you'll never be accepted in america come and fight with us against the west and when we when we install sharia law in the caliphate you'll be given everything and we'll create a new empire you know dedicated to allah and you will play an important part in it and what's really happening there is 
because ISIS isn't a threat to America. It's not a threat to the UK. It's not a threat to any Western power. What it is a threat to are the kind of broken down Islamic countries that have been under the yoke of these fucking Sharia-obsessed tyrants for years, torn apart by civil wars, torn apart by US sanctions, torn apart by carpet bombings, torn apart by wars for oil that they can't resist. They don't have the means anymore. So when, 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 when this radicalization is occurring and those people go away and they want to come back, I, I still say that even though I understand you've been radicalized, you are aligning yourself with something so fundamentally evil that there really can't be a place back for you in, 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 a, in a civilized society. It's like we kept hunting the Nazis down until we got the very last ones. We hunted them down to South America. We put them up in trials. You know, you would still be culpable for that, for those crimes now. Because it's evil, you see. It's, it's not a mere matter of politics. You put people in concentration camps and you systemically genocided them, you see. You pay for that. You have to. Humanity insists it. it. It's necessary. So with ISIS, the same goes. You signed up to be a soldier, ISIS. I'm sorry, brother, that you made a bad mistake and you've seen the error of your ways, but I can't get on board with allowing you to come back and live, live next door to me. Because, you know, sorry, I can't. You made, you made a bad call. I'm sure you fucking regret it. Now, I believe there has to be a statue on age. Sure. I believe there has to be a precedent there. I saw a lot of people. There was a 15-year-old girl who went away and joined ISIS. 15-year-old girl. I don't know what she thought was going to happen when she got there. Let's just say it wasn't good. And she wants to come back to Britain. Well, that's a child. So, children make mistakes. And we as a society embrace that and we let them work through those mistakes and we teach them what's right that's what you do with children might be an arbitrary cutoff point to say it's 16 but we have arbitrary cutoff points for everything else in society for alcohol for this for that so arbitrary cutoff points work it's what we can understand um so yeah she should have been allowed to come back and all the fucking gammon faced bigots that were screaming no she's going to support isis she went out there she got abused uh, horrendously and returned and realized there truly was no place for her in the great caliphate despite what the video she'd seen uh, had told her so i do not understand a world where a a western journalist with full possession of the facts would ever want to try and contextualize what ISIS is doing, what the Caliphate are doing. You just have to go and read the stories of the people that lived under these people. It's the same like the Taliban, you know? It's like trying to sit down here now and go, well, you know, the Taliban, they did a lot of good, actually, because they stopped uh, drug dealers. Yeah, by beheading anyone who had a, a poppy in their back garden. By you know enslaving women by killing people if their beard wasn't long enough yeah I, I don't want to solve the drug problem that badly actually to have that on my conscience is that all right can i can i can i make an informed decision about this 
and say, I'd rather have the heroin than have the fucking guilt that we should all be racked with for basically doing business with the Taliban. Just a thought. So, any, uh, any, 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 um, Western journalist that's basically running PR for ISIS is outrageous. It's just outrageous. You don't need to contextualize these people when they're killed. You don't need to tell me how good they are or were. I don't care. Callous, maybe. Glad they're dead. I'm glad. I'm glad for every victim that had to suffer. I'm glad for everybody who got abducted and beheaded. Um, I'm glad for every woman who was fucking abused. I'm just glad. I'm glad that that fucking piece of shit, al-Baghdadi, can't do it anymore. I don't care who did it. If it was the bad orange man in the White House, or had it been, you know, Jesus Mark II, President Obama, it wouldn't have mattered to me. It's a good thing he's dead. So, and, and, and it's so hypocritical historically to take any sort of contrary stance to this, I think, because when, when, when monsters die, we, we should be jubilant, you know, not, not, in a, not in a vindictive or spiteful kind of way, but because, because of the sheer volume, the sheer number of lives that these people have a negative impact on, right? Like I'm talking thousands tens of thousands maybe hundreds of thousands because of this caliphate children women you know it, it, it doesn't matter um so i was baffled because when i heard the news right because i think how it went down was donald trump had tweeted out because he's a fucking he's an idiot he tweeted something out like something big has happened i think i was on a stream at the time or something and i was like you know what's he on about you know what i mean did, did you finally find her emails? <laughs> um, and uh, no, I think it was that they basically they they located al-Baghdadi and they were doing a mission to basically fucking kill him, you know? And they did. They got him. Uh, and they give you the particular details of uh, al-Baghdadi al um, and, and, the, and the killing. Uh, they basically found the location he was hiding out at. They went there with a special uh, forces team. Uh, it was a it was a collaboration of intelligence. Uh, they cornered him. And because the guy is such a fucking inhuman piece of shit, rather than be captured, he'd wired himself and his family who were at the same location up with suicide vests. And he ran into a um, kind of isolated like tunnel that was a dead end. And he detonated his suicide bomb vest with three of his children within range. And killed them too. Because he's just a great human being. Uh, but anyway. While I will never toast the death of children. I will certainly toast the death of that cunt. Because he was evil. You, you have to understand that. So fuck him. Now. Let's get to the bit where we should have, like, an announcement, some news. I don't think an obituary, a eulogy, is appropriate at all, actually, 
give me a headline, give me a picture, and give me, you know, a fucking, an American flag for me to fucking salute, and, you know, good job, President Trump. Not even fucking patriotic. But again, fuck that guy forever. But there's something very wrong with the media, and there's something very wrong with the sheer loathing of this administration when even to the point we will not allow president trump to take any credit for killing the head of isis we will not even we can't even be jubilant about it we can't even celebrate it we can't even be feel positive about it or feel good about it because of the root of where it came from and listen donald trump did a fucking speech which in his classic fashion uh, is unbelievable um so let's let's listen to the man himself, Donny fucking Darko, fucking give us the speech about what went down. Donald Trump is the most corrupt president in our nation's history. When we'll I just put we'll just put this ago, advertisement right at the start, right? Every candidate for president said mm. it was too soon. Mm. But I believe then, as I do now, mm. that doing the right thing was more important than political calculation. He and said in a political commercial. Yeah. Okay. We I'm convinced that there is no challenge that Americans can't meet when we work together. Sure. I'm Tom Steyer, and I approve this message. F who the fuck are Last you? Last night, yeah. the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi is dead. He was the founder and leader of ISIS, the most ruthless and violent terror organization anywhere in the world. The United States has been searching for Baghdadi for many years. Capturing or killing Baghdadi has been the top national security priority of my administration. U.S. Special Operations Forces executed a dangerous and daring nighttime raid in northwestern Syria and accomplished their mission in grand style. The U.S. personnel were incredible. I got to watch much of it. No personnel were lost in the operation, while a large number of Baghdadi's fighters and companions were killed with him. He died after running into a dead-end tunnel, whimpering and crying and screaming all the way. The compound had been cleared by this time, with people either surrendering or being shot and killed. Eleven young children were moved out of the house and are uninjured. The only ones remaining were Baghdadi in the tunnel, and he had dragged three of his young children with him. They were led to certain death. He reached the end of the tunnel as our dogs chased him down. He ignited his vest, killing himself and the three children. His body was mutilated by the blast. The tunnel had caved in on it in addition. But test results gave certain immediate and totally positive identification. It was him. I just want to go on record, right? 
before this next Andy Trump commercial pops up on CNN. Uh, and just say, that's just fucking weird. <laughs> that's just so weird. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can be a Trump lover. You can be a Trump hater. That's just weird what he just did. Like, I'm sorry. That is fucking... You know what I mean? Like, listen. You can have the whole, ladies and gentlemen. We got him. That's also weird, I think, to a certain degree. Um, just bizarre. Uh, and, and you know, there is something not 100% right about our president. To I, I don't think he has a concern about the things he says, and that's fine because he's never had to, so he would never develop that skill. Um, but but he really needs to work on his statesman craft, uh, you know, and that that's been my point throughout. Um, but regardless of his very bizarre speech that he gave off the back of it, um. And there's, there's a method to the madness. I mean, first of all, you have to understand that by giving out these very humiliating and intimate details, it's sending a message to other, you know, terrorist leaders that when the U.S. hunts you down, there's not going to be any glorification here. I mean, the, the reason I think a lot of people are, um, you know, kind of weirded out by it is they contrast it to the Obama administration and how Obama was very clear that he wanted, uh, that we gave him a proper Muslim burial. You can't see the body, though. You can't see the body, though. You can't see the body, though. But yeah, we definitely gave him a proper Muslim burial at sea, actually. And you can't see the body and no one could see the body. But trust me, we definitely got bin Laden the year we said he did. And he, he was definitely alive and definitely didn't die years ago and definitely wasn't getting younger and younger in the videos. Don't worry about it. He's definitely dead. We definitely killed him the way we said he did now we're gonna sell the movie rights so don't think about any of this guys don't think about any of this what's that richard you shouldn't talk about conspiracy theories because people will start comparing you to alex jones it's fine we'll memory hold the vod i'm just fucking saying that's all i'm saying i know when a guy I, I can look at a guy wait he's getting older wait he's getting younger wait that came after that mm, okay no fine don't worry about it don't worry about how U.S. intelligence, when he was the most wanted man in the world, went to a fucking uh, kidney dialysis clinic, and, and this is public knowledge, and met with him and had a conversation. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's all facts. It's all verifiable, reported facts, but don't worry about it. There's nothing to think about. Nothing to think about. Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you mean, wait, what? Google it. I think it was in The Guardian. Go read it. They don't even deny it. Yep, intelligence officers met with Bin Laden while he was getting dialysis in a clinic. I, I want to say it might have been in Paris. It was a specialist dialysis clinic anyway. And they met with him while he was the most wanted man in the world. And we just all peaced. And forget about it, guys. Just forget about it, you idiots. Just forget about it. It's not a big deal. These things are not big deals. But anyway, you know, people say, oh, Obama... Um, Obama handled it with much more dignity and grace. He did. His administration, his executives, they also sold the movie rights. <laughs> you know, and, and, and how dignified is that? Wait, can we see the body? Can anyone just see the body? Well, no, we don't want to offend the Muslim world um, by showing disrespect to a fallen Muslim, even one as evil as Bin Laden. Now we're going to sell the movie rights to his death for a lurid Hollywood movie. 
Okay, good. I'm totally sold, guys. Is anyone, is, are we all good? We all good with this? Okay, cool. Yeah, right. Fine. Richard, you're fucking crazy. Shut up. Go to bed. You know, you know fuck me. How, how is this a real fucking thing? Remember, remember this, guys, when they get me. <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't have been writing about fucking esports, dude, but then again, yeah, I wouldn't have lasted a year when they didn't got me immediately. Fuck it. Anyway, point is, um, yeah, it was a weird speech. <laughs> it was a weird speech by uh, by old Donnie Darko. And it, it, it's, listen, I, I if he'd been jubilant, I'd have been, like, less weirded out because I think it is a cause for celebration. But, yeah, it was just bizarre. Uh, the details, the, you know, he died whimpering and all, all of this stuff. Okay, let's fast forward. <laughs> um... How do you think the media reports it? Oh, God, it's so fucking mind-blowing to me. Um, right. There was, a, there was a, a, an obituary for al-Baghdadi in the um, Washington Post. And I took a lot of heat for this. Right? A lot of people got upset with this tweet, because people do, but... I stand by it, especially with what I've seen since. There's just something rotten in the fucking media. There's just something rotten. It, it, I, I, I can't explain it. It's like they're so fucking anti-Trump. They would literally try and humanize an actual terrorist while simultaneously saying Donald Trump is the next Hitler. I, I just can't. I can't fathom it. I don't know how you get there intellectually. I, I just don't. As far as I'm aware, Donald Trump has never ordered anyone to be beheaded for his own amusement. Not yet. Right? So, right there, I hope we can all agree. You know, like, in the grand scheme of things. Oh, I'm sure, listen. If you were to tap Donnie on the fucking shoulder and go, yo, you you know, that Jim Acosta, like, you can put him in a fucking orange jumpsuit, motherfucker. Like, they, they can't touch you. I, I think we've got some <laughs> very difficult conversations happening the next day. Like, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But for now, all right, in the grand scheme of things, Orange Man, Orange Man's not as bad as Orange Beard Man, is, is, is he? It's just a fact. So, anyway. Here's how they reported Al, Al fucking Baghdadi's death, right? Now, for me, the leading thing, the thing you know Al Baghdadi for, right? The thing you know Al Baghdadi for, okay, is that he was the piece of shit leader of the piece of shit Islamic State, right? Like, just a pure piece of shit. And what they did, you see, the Washington Post, for some fucked up reason... Like I said, they're just jacked up. Like, oh, did Donald Trump uh, kill somebody? Well, that person must have been actually a human in some sort of way and a good, a good, a good person because Donnie's pure evil. So they, they, they published. This is, this is. They changed this. This is how you know that that they're lying to you. By the way, when they say that this failed to meet their standards and it was a mistake, because the original headline when it went out and it was out for like a little bit of time, the original headline was Abu Bakir al Baghdadi. Uh, Islamic State Terrorist-in-Chief dies at 48. They called him the Terrorist-in-Chief. Then, somebody was like, wait, no, 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 no. 
austere religious scholar. I just, I, I, I'm just aghast. I'm, I'm just aghast. I'm just so fucking angry about this. I shouldn't, it's irrational probably. I sh it's just the media. It's just, they're just doing their thing. But like, I just think about like, I've, I've sat through some of those fucking beheading videos. And when you start reading up on ISIS and, 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 um, you know, I've got many books up there about, you know, the history in, in, in this region and sort of how we get to the point we're at now with extreme, extreme terror, um, Going right the way back to Saddam Hussein. Uh, there's a great book called The Politics of Revenge. Go read it. Um, I, I, I think about those videos. I think about the suffering. I think about the reports of women being fed their own children. I think about the uh, rape parties this fucking inhuman cunt would throw. Um, and again, this is all out there. This is all publicly reported knowledge. And the last thing I would ever think about this fucking vermin is that he was an austere religious scholar. That's the last thing that would be in my mind ever about this guy. It's just, it, I just don't even understand. So to lead with it, to make it the talking point, to imply this is what he's actually famous for, is so grotesque. It's such an affront to, um, to all of his victims. It, it's, it's not even hyperbole to say this. I, I you know, I, I try not to do it because the right wing do do the same thing the left wing do. And we, it's just moral panics of a different kind. I just think this is just so fucking morally wrong. It's just ethically wrong to just report on this guy, you know, as if he was like some reasonable dude deep down. You know what I mean? Austere religious scholar. He's just... And then you go, okay, Richard... It's a headline. You know, read the article, idiot. Okay, cool. I did. I tweeted out one paragraph. There are many others, by the way, that are like this. I'm happy to um, demonstrate if people don't believe me. Here's what's not appropriate for the death of one of the most evil terrorists on planet Earth. Uh, the last thing you should do is go and get testimonials about what a good student he was. Think about that for a moment. You don't get testimonials from the victims. You don't get testimonials from families that are never going to be reunified with, with dead people that he captured and held hostage and used as bargaining chips. They went and got test... This uh, Serious. It, it, it's... Uh, like, I can't. Like, I just, I just can't. From his teens... This is, this is literally from the article. And I think they edited parts of the article since. I got, I got an archive version, actually. I should, I should bring up the archive for you cause it's, and just read you the whole thing. Cause it's just, it's, the tone is just so stupefyingly off. From his teens, he was fascinated with Islamic history. Like, who are we, what are we talking about here? And the intricacies of Islamic law. Acquaintances would remember him as a shy nearsighted youth i'm sure that's not why people are going to remember him actually who liked soccer but preferred to spend his free time at the local mosque he always had religious or other books attached on the back of his bike Tariq hamid an acquaintance from the same lower middle class neighborhood told a newsweek interviewer in 2014 the young Ibrahim disdained the Western clothes popular with Samara's young men, 
preferring the traditional prayer cap, beard and white, dishdasha robe of the religiously devout neighbours said. Why are, we, why are we talking about this guy this way? Why are you digging up quotes that make him sound like he was a really cool, nerdy bookworm? Like, I don't, I don't need, on the day that we bring this guy to justice, I don't need some sober meditation on what it is to become a monster in his obituary. I don't need you to tell me about what a great student he used to be. By the way, that's also inaccurate. <laughs> um, there were several people that had knowledge of the topic that were tweeting out saying he, uh, he, he his, um, all of his like academic achievements were quite pathetic. Uh, you know, I just don't need to know about this. But, but there was other things. I won't even bring it up on screen. I'll read it to you from my dirty, dusty old laptop, right? Because I've got it up. I've got it open here. I was, I was reading through it while taking a shit as is the only uh, appropriate avenue to expose yourself to these fucking just garbage fucking publications. All right, let me see. Where, where the fuck is it? All right, let me just read you some of these other paragraphs. Um, Again, no, fuck it. I'm bringing it up. I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna give it to you. I, I can't, like, because you won't believe it. You'll think I'm making this up. You will honestly think I'm making this up, and I'm. I'm definitely not making this up. I wish I was making this up. All right, you go there. Like they make it sound like he was running a fucking startup at ISIS. They they literally make it sound like, wait, you really turned that fucking terrorist business around? It's mental. It's so mental. It's like he's been on Shark Tank or something. You know, it's like, you 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 will not believe it, guys. Like I said, this is the original. I, they probably edited it like a thousand fucking times since then. Because that's just that they just do that. So here it is. Wait, look. All right. Um, when Abu. Uh, Bakir al-Baghdadi took the reins of the Islamic State in 2010. Few had heard of the organization or its new leader. An austere religious scholar with wireframe glasses and no known aptitude for fighting and killing. Oh, cool. Sounds like a nice guy. Sounds like a nice guy, doesn't he? But just four years later, Mr. Baghdadi had helped transform his failing movement into one of the most notorious and successful terrorist groups of modern times. It, 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 you can't. There was a guy who tweeted at me today saying I, I misrepresented this article in my tweet. Already, this is not tonally appropriate. Already. Under his guidance, it would burst into the public consciousness. What is it? A fucking soft drink? We're talking about the Islamic State. It didn't capture anyone's imagination. It captured people and it fucking tortured them and killed them. And you're going to write that? Are you fucking outrageous? It is so disgusting to the fucking dead. I can't believe it. I am I'm, I'm honestly not even faking that. I am fucking incandescent about that. It is so disrespectful. I, I just can't, like... 
captured the imagination. The, 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 the audacity to say something like that. Like terrorist organizations are brands. Hey, everyone. Look at our cool fucking logo, eh? It, it's, it is mind-blowing to me that an editor in a Western publication would sign off on this. And they, they, they changed the headline. They took paragraphs out of this. Edited lines, right? It, it, is, it is shocking. It is absolutely shocking. And anybody who says, I misrepresented this and actually the article... Um, you know, did a great job of like portraying him as the monster he wasn't. No, dude, conservative academic. Like, just I, I, I can't even. I can't. If I, if I, if I read the entire thing, I will lose my shit. But there are, there are like, <laughs> look, he graduated from the University of Baghdad in 1996 and received a master's degree in Quranic recitation from the Saddam University for Islamic studies in 1999. Immersing himself in the arcane world of 7th century religious codes, he grew increasingly conservative. Acquaintances remembered how the college age Mr. Baghdadi took offense at the sight of men and women dancing in the same room. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, what, like, what is the, what are you trying to do here? What, what, what is, what is, what is the focus here? Like, what are you trying to convince me of? Like, what, we lost, we lost a good one, or, God, isn't it tragic? Like, uh, if only somebody had got to him, said, fuck this piece of shit forever. Fuck everyone who ever enabled him. Fuck anyone who ever took an order from him. Fuck anyone vaguely associated with the Islamic State. Fuck them all, and fuck them all forever. It, I, like, it just, that should be the obituary, by the way. I would have wrote a much more salient and necessary contextualization of this cunt's existence. And again, what, what I hate is the way they lied to you and pretended this was a mistake. They pretended this was a mistake. It's not a mistake. It's not a mistake. Okay, this is this is what they're doing. Everyone's lost their fucking goddamn minds. I'm gonna show you the statement they put out, right? And uh, let me let me let me just show you. Because uh, they, they they don't apologize. They don't apologize. By the way, do you think the, do you think the Washington Post are going to apologize? For basically, on the day that we kill the leader of ISIS, essentially glorifying, humanizing, normalizing all of his atrocities, do you think they might like just say, "Yeah, we were. We this should never have happened." Like our editorial, our editors missed this. Like heads are gonna roll. No. Regarding our Al Baghdadi obituary, the headline should never have read that way, and we changed it quickly. No apologies. And a lie, because it should never have read that way, cool, but you changed it from the terrorist-in-chief headline, and then you changed it again. So you purposefully changed it to say austere religious scholar, like, uh, you know, this doesn't wash. And then you follow it up with what you did today, in case you missed it, guys. Because the Washington Post, by the way, you absolutely must not ever say, 
that there is something wrong with them. If you're outraged, by the way, they've humanized al-Baghdadi, uh, don't worry about it, because it was just a mistake, right? And you probably got something wrong with you. They published another article today. Like, it, it's fucking mind-blowing, this. They published another article today. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. I gotta calm down. This is just so brutal. I just can't believe it's real. They published another article today. It was, a, it was talking about Donald Trump and how he'd fucked it up with his weird speech. And just read this. Just read this. The, this is by Max Boot. Another nutcase, another guy with chronic Trump derangement syndrome. The assertion that Baghdadi died as a coward was in any case contradicted by the fact that rather than be captured, he blew himself up. So, so again, <laughs> again, this is the Washington Post telling you al-Baghdadi's not a coward, guys. This vile, vicious, inhuman scumbag that killed women and children and tortured them for his own amusement and raped them for his own fun and beheaded them and ISIS and, ra and deliberately ramped those tactics up under ISIS because he knew it created terror and fear and completely sanctioned it and approved it and personally got off on it. He's not a coward. Do you know why he's not a coward? Because rather than face justice for his appalling crimes, he killed himself and three small children with a suicide vest. What a hero, eh? The Washington Post. What a hero. And this is two days now. How do you... Okay. I'll give you the headline. Mistake. Whatever. Rogue employee. You changed some of the article too. Swapped some paragraphs around. Cool. Good job. But what, what happens today? What happens today after you know about the first fuck up? When you know, shit man, like everyone's watching us. We took a lot of heat for that stupid austere scholar headline. Let's just play it fucking smart today. No, you instead publish an article that says this man wasn't a coward and we should idolize him in some sort of way for, for being so brave that he killed himself. I'm not even showing you the weirdest shit yet, by the way, guys. If you do not understand how off the fucking deep end the modern media is, you are about to. If you're one of those people on the fence who think, Richard, you know, you, you've been too much Fox News or too much info was, this, this part of the podcast... This part of this show, this part of this stream, it better open your eyes or you're done. You're gone. The media got you because this is unconscionable. This is ridiculous. It, it, it would be absurd if this was a, if this was a Chris Morris sketch. I, I, I'd be like, fucking, he's done it again. Or maybe he's gone too far this time. So we'll get to the really freaky shit. But let's just first take a look at Max Boot. Max Boot came out, right? And apologized, you see. He apologized because he knew he'd wrote something fucking stupid. He knew that by by saying al-Baghdadi wasn't a coward, it was a vile promotion of a vile human being. And they removed that sentence. They walked it back again editorially because they, they, you know, 
do these things, and then they just don't stand by them. They edit it out, they apologize, and everyone forgets. Modern media can get away with anything. They can get away with anything. Tell the most outrageous lies. We just edit it, and it's like it never happened. We just memory hole that shit. What, Richard? You remember that time when I said that thing? Nah, go prove it. Better hope there's an archive. Whoops, we just bought Archive IS. Deleted all our archived stuff. Now no one knows. Ha <laughs> fuck history. Fuck truth. Fuck it all. We're the media, by the way. We're the journalists. We're the reporters. We're the ones meant to be preserving this stuff, not deleting this stuff. Okay? But look, here we go. Uh, let, me, let me get this for you. This is the tweet in question. So he basically came out and said, an earlier version included a sentence questioning whether Trump was right to call Baghdadi a coward. <laughs> I mean, when you frame it like that, why would you ever ask that question? Why? How is there a world where this like awful tyrant is anything but a coward, by the way? Like my understanding of cowardice, he used people, including his own family, to shield uh, himself. He didn't, you, you know, he used his, his army, his goons, his henchmen to do his bidding. He never gave anyone a fighting chance. None of the people he tortured or killed or raped. He, he, like, we, is, there a, is there a world where he's not a textbook coward? So, an earlier version included a sentence questioning whether Trump was right to call Baghdadi a coward. Didn't just question it. It, it actively proactively inarguably said he wasn't a coward because he killed himself <laughs> that's what it actually said uh you saw it yourselves that was removed because it wrongly conveyed the impression that i considered baghdadi courageous as i wrote on sunday baghdadi was a sick and depraved man doesn't con well that doesn't contradict whether or not you think he's courageous and you did say he was courageous you said that any claims that he was a coward were contradicted by the nature of his death you can't walk it back here's the fucking wild bit though guys here's the wild bit this is when you start to realize they gaslight you they lie to you and they lie to you and the lie is so brazen you sit there and you go nah no, I must be, I must be crazy. Because you couldn't, you, it's like if I walked up to you and went, nice to meet you, and gave you a bop in the face, and you were there, like, with a bloody nose, and you went, fuck hell, did you just punch me, mate? No. No, you fucking did, like, look, look at my bloody nose. What are you talking about? Well, why would I punch you? That would be ridiculous, what's wrong with you? Don't you remember the last time I met you when I didn't punch you? And you'd be sat there, you fuck what's going on like what is going on well that's the media now every day they just fucking they've got so used to lying without consequences they just lie and they lie and they lie and you don't know what to do about it anymore you don't know what to do here's here's how you know not only did he proactively inarguably state that al-baghdadi was not a coward he was so proud of the fact that he wrote the line that he was not a coward, he tweeted it out, especially to highlight it. 
There's the tweet. Trump could not have heard whimpering and crying because there was no audio and Esper and Miley refused to confirm these details. The assertion that Baghdadi died as a coward was contradicted by the fact that rather than be captured, he blew himself up. He deleted this tweet. He was so adamant about it, he tweeted it out, and then rather than face the consequences for his views, he deleted it and then pretended it never happened. And he never said it, and he never meant it, and he never thought it. And people, no one in the media will call this guy out. There isn't going to be one of the journalists, one of the verified blue fucking checkmark that is going to call this motherfucker out and say what he said is outrageous. You're going to get a couple of commentators on Fox News. You're going to get a couple of Republicans. It's barely going to make a ripple and the wheel's just going to keep turning. And as I said, this isn't even the craziest part. It's that This guy was so proud and adamant that al-Baghdadi wasn't a coward. He didn't just put it in a column. He tweeted it out especially to highlight that was his view in the the fucking column and then pretended he didn't do it and didn't think it and you're just gonna believe it and you are gonna believe it because you're gonna forget about it you're gonna forget about it and you're gonna forget about it and you're gonna forget about it and next time the washington post publishes something and it's wrong you're gonna forget the 50 other fucking times they lied to you this fucking week and you're gonna let them ride and you're gonna let them get away with it again and again and again and again and again until you do not know what to fucking believe anymore because they do it every day now and nobody gets fucking angry about it nobody fucking does anything a few tweets they just laugh they just block you they, it just rolls off there are no consequences this is information that is vitally important they just lie to your face every fucking day every day they lie about what they say they lie about what they do they lie about what they think and, and nothing changes let's get crazy let's really look at some mad shit i saw I mean, this isn't even crazy. We'll do this. Um, who was it now? Um, ah, fuck, I'll never find this now. There was so much garbage. I have to like it. But then in liking it, I invite the fucking people that think I like it onto my timeline because people don't understand that likes are just bookmarks. That's all they are. That's all they were ever meant to be. Um, well, anyway, there was somebody, another blue check, another journalist that basically said, oh, hey, Donald Trump shouldn't have said he died like a dog because it will isolate us from our Muslim allies around the world. It's like you're not paying attention. If somebody can find that, by the way, in the chat, I would be so fucking grateful because I don't think people, again, I don't think people will believe me. I don't think people will believe what I'm saying because it's so out there and it's so crazy. But there was another journalist, I can't remember her name, female journalist, don't remember who, um, but she literally went on a fucking screed about 10 fucking tweets saying how he shouldn't have called al-Baghdadi a dog because Muslims have a connotation about dog and it isolates us from our Muslim allies around the world. No, here, let me tell you about our Muslim allies around the world. Our Muslim allies around the world reject the caliphate. They reject ISIS. They reject the Taliban. They do, they do not represent them. What mad fucking reverse, insane, prejudicial bullshit are you to think that they would ever be offended at calling a piece of shit like al-Baghdadi a dog? 
Did someone get that there? Was that it? Was that the person? Did somebody tweet it? Did somebody link it? Someone give you permission? All right, I don't know how to give you permission, Goon Wild. Can you whisper me? I can add you as a friend. Add you as a friend. You can whisper me. Good work, Goon Wild. You're going to get a job. You're going to come into my new research team when I start. We do the new media. I'm going to take over. Actually start telling some truth all up in this motherfucker. Right, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm over here. I see a whisper. I see a whisper. Oh, wait. This is... Oh, no. Wookie got it. It's all good. It's all good. Thank you, though. You're, you're, now, a, you're now a permanent friend. Uh, forever. But you, you are a friend. Oh no, hang on, this is, this is, this wasn't even the guy I was talking about. This wasn't even the guy I was talking about. There's another one. There's another one. There is another one. This isn't, shit, I didn't, I forgot about this one. There's another, there's another journalist who said the same thing. But let's do this because it's MSNBC. MSNBC, Richard Stengel political analyst the guy's a political analyst and he doesn't really get that you know muslims don't really like the islamic state like <laughs> let me let me help you out buddy i lived in birmingham i know many muslims still talk to my muslim friends today generally their views on the islamic state are mm, pfft, they don't really like them that much they don't really like them that much even if they're not directly affected which many of them are because of their family members uh it's kind of making things harder for them just in general right they're not well liked they don't represent them so the idea that calling those guys like al-baghdadi a dog is going to upset just the everyday muslim nonsense absolute nonsense they think he's a dog don't you get it haven't you been paying attention oh so that so so yeah that was that was one there's another one there's, there was a there was another female journalist but anyway i'll read it again baghdadi's death is a good thing but Trump's unseemly spiking of the football, whimpering, screaming, dying like a dog, will only alienate mainstream Muslims who also rejected ISIS and who should be our allies. Graceless, inept, unfit. You're fine. You're fine up to a point. Like, just say, you, if the sentence ended with his unseemly spiking of the football is weird, don't bring this whole dog isolating Muslims. Muslims rejoiced when we killed al-Baghdadi. It was there across all of Twitter, right? But there was another one. There was another female journalist that specifically said, because he used the word dog, it was bad. But anyway, fuck that. As I said, this isn't even the weird stuff. It isn't even the weird stuff. Do you want to see some weird stuff? Do you want to see some weird stuff? After the news, MSNBC, let's do them first, because we're on MSNBC, they, they reacted to the news. They reacted to the news. And do you know what their thoughts were about us bringing the head of ISIS to justice? No joke that it must be part of a Russian conspiracy. There must be something wrong with it. There has to be something evil or illegal that occurred. I, I, I shit, I shit you not. I shit you not. We're about to go through the motherfucking twilight zone. Like, you're not going to believe it. You are not going to believe it. Now, Mark Dice, by the way, don't listen to this dude. But he's got the video clipped. And I can't be asked to fucking get a longer video and clip it. Only reason we're looking at his Twitter feed. Um, right. Just, just seriously. Strap your fucking selves in. Strap yourselves in. 
because this is Bizarro World. Now with the fog of war dissipating, a few questions arise. Why did the president provide such an amount of details about the operation? He's what what role did Russia play in the operation? Why President provide such an amount of details about the operation. What role did Russia play in the operation? Why did Trump not inform Democratic leaders in Congress? Why did he take a lot of credit to himself, specifically alluding to the idea that Baghdad's death was bigger than the death of Osama bin Laden. Remember, Trump speech. at the time accused President Obama of taking too much credit that is for true. Obama's capture and death. That's the only truth. And last but not least, will this success have any impact on the impeachment investigation? In minutes, we'll answer those questions with my panel. Right. Okay. Guys, 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 guys. <laughs> this is a major news network, okay? This is a major news network in America. This is a major news network in America. Why, okay, why, why are you asking whether or not the successful military operation to kill the head of ISIS would have any impact on, on an impeachment investigation? Why would it have any impact on an... Can, can somebody, ex please, before I fucking have an aneurysm, can somebody explain to me the connection? Can anybody explain to me what the connection is? Can anybody... There has to be one... This is the news. It has to be. There has to be one. There has to be one, right? Because there has to be one. What impact of, if any, it would have on an impeachment investigation? I just don't understand. Like, what? Well, Donald Trump, we found you guilty of all that shit with the Ukraine and the quid pro quo and everything. But good on you. You got that Al Baghdadi, motherfucker. You can skate. Yo, Teflon Don rides again. Woo! Like, does anybody, can anybody explain to me, like, how that's a realistic scenario and why MSNBC would dedicate airtime to discussing it? Like, why would anybody want to discuss that? How is, what is the link? What are we talking about here? Alright, don't worry. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. Oh, I've got more for you. I've got more for you. What, what was Russia's role in the operation? Well, who gives a fuck? I mean, like, what are you implying? Are you saying that if Russia helped us kill the leader of ISIS... That's bad? I, what do you mean? What do you mean? By the way, zero indication of any Russian involvement. No one said anything. Looks to be an entirely U.S. military operation uh, based on U.S. intelligence. Uh, nobody has said anything about Russia. Why the fuck is the word Russia in this fuck? Oh, that's right. You're MSNBC. You're still jacked up on the Russian collusion thing, which is like, it's so far fucking debunked at this point. It's so far debunked. Yeah, Donald Trump, the Russian puppet that's done fucking more to actually hurt Russian interests in certain regions and was working with the Ukraine the whole time. Russia's mortal enemy. Two and a half years of lies and bullshit. Couldn't prove a fucking thing, except there was some Facebook groups. Oh, and there was that chick you locked up in prison for not filling in a form and then you all reported she was a spy. Yeah, great job, media. You've done it again. You've protected us. By the way, you want to know something else really fucking funny? Just while we're on the subject of Russia, you guys won't believe it. You guys, you, you guys will not believe it, right? How many times during the fucking Democratic primaries have I had to listen, right, 
who is the who is the enemy of the US right now? I'll answer that question for you. And if anyone tells you different, they're lying. It's China. Okay? There's no other debate, no other discussion. China have been stockpiling black market US dollars and can crash the US economy anytime they want. They can withdraw US, they can ruin corporations. They China gets what they want. China is the existential enemy of the US right now. That's before you even get into military stuff. I'm just talking economics, right? It's not Russia. It's never been Russia. The DNC been pushing this Russia bullshit for ages. And yet I'm having to hear, right? I'm having to hear about how oh, Russia was spying and everything. We got to lock down our Russian relations. We locked that chick of Putina or whatever her name is. All she did was not fill in a fucking form. That's no joke, by the way. I'm going to do a separate video on that in the Media Lies series because you will not believe it. Because they locked her up and said she was a fucking spy and she weren't. She was just a fucking person with access and she didn't fill in a form. It, it's, it's ungodly. Anyway, no problem. No problem. Uh, but they're, they're telling me Russia is bad, right? We've got to watch out for the Russians. What's going on here? What's this? What's this, CNN? Exclusive. Right. <laughs> oh, God, I'm fucking... I'm so, I'm so fried with this. I'm so fried with this. Um, okay. Facebook. The compromised platform. They got Zuckerberg right now being fucking grilled by AOC, who literally, by the way, outsourced her questions on Twitter. Hey, gotta interview Zuckerberg tomorrow. Uh, you know, this is a commission. Like, what are you doing? Anyone got any questions? It's not a fucking Reddit AMA. It's an actual fucking court of inquiry. And she outsourced it. We're, we're interviewing Zuckerberg right now, talking about how Facebook fucked up and enabled the Russians to hack the election and do all this fucking stuff. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, why then? On Facebook, is the FBI running ads targeting Russians to join... <laughs> join the u.s intelligence community this is the existential enemy guys look another another advert shows a piece of a chess set with russian text that says isn't it time for you to make your move So, Russia is such an existential threat to our being, we're advertising on Facebook, the platform they supposedly hijacked to rig an election, to get them to come and join us in the intelligence community in the US. <laughs> Fine. Again, there's no problem. This narrative holds up, guys. I don't know about you. It's fine. It holds up. It holds up. Dolomite had a better storyline than this. This is ridiculous, the bullshit you expect us to believe. Right, fine. I told you it wasn't even the weirdest. It wasn't even the weirdest. So, um, right, here's the other thing. Uh, MSNBC were going, what did Russia have to do with it? Why did Trump give away so many details? And what, if anything, will it impact on the impeachment inquiry? Like, it'd just be a brilliant, yeah, yeah, great questions, man. Like, 
why why like why are you a network journalist like none of those questions are meaningful in any way shape or form here's another thing they did this is from today they oh god unbelievable they then started to run a conspiracy theory that donald trump didn't see the death of al-baghdadi and because he didn't see the death of al-baghdadi he was wrong it was irresponsible of him to fucking <laughs> it was irresponsible of him to lie and say he was whimpering they go into detail about all the scenarios within which donald trump probably couldn't have seen or heard him whimpering this is true this is real this is what your media that are meant to serve your interests are doing with their time and money really quickly about president trump's remarks about baghdadi himself whimpering screaming dying like a dog do you know have you gotten any sense whether or not trump would have had a live audio of that raid and where that possibly that piece of information that very specific piece of information that trump reiterated over and over again over the past couple of hours uh, came from So there are two things to keep in mind here. Number one, they would have had some audio sure. coming back from someone there saying, giving them updates, telling them things like, you know, uh, okay, team has landed. Okay, team has done this. There, there would have been those kinds of audio uh, updates, right? So what we know about how Baghdadi, how and where Baghdadi died from President Trump himself is that he went into one of these tunnels. Yes. He went into one of these tunnels, three children with him, and that it was actually a dog that went in. So if the dog had a camera that had some sort of audio source that was feeding live video back, that's really the only way that President Trump or anyone in the Situation Room could have been getting live audio feed. I, I can't say with certainty whether, in fact, the dog would have had a camera with audio mm -hmm. on it. It would be uncommon for that to, to necessarily be the case but we can't say with certainty look these guys are always coming up with new technology and new capabilities new technology like sticking a camera on a dog so uh we that's that's a detail believe me that we've been asking a lot of questions about but i can't say with certainty one way or the other quite yet i'm in yeah and as we mentioned and as is pointed out here um which was which i immediately went and googled similar articles yes guess what the canine units and the dogs in the police, let alone the military. Yeah, there's cameras. There's cameras and there's cameras with audio and they use them. So they immediately have a segment with all your military experts on there talking about, you know, he's probably lying and he's probably like, by the way, what would it matter? What would it matter? Like, I I'm going to guess he whimpered before he died. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. He was being hunted down for his life. He had a suicide vest strapped to himself. He had his three kids wrapped around him and he blew himself up. I'm going to guess he whimpered. Speculation. But no, Donald Trump's wrong to say it. Wrong to say it. You know, why is the media not doing rolling segments about the horrors of ISIS and how good it is they're gone and maybe bring somebody from that region to talk about, well, actually, you know, by only cutting off the head, it's kind of like a hydra. Two will grow in its place. That's the nature of extremist terrorist organizations. Just give me that. Give me that. That is sensible. That is like what I would expect a news outlet to do. What you're doing is 
we're just not going to talk about what it means, how it benefits America, the world, the Muslim region. That was this guy terrorized. And what we're going to do is instead we're going to talk about how bad the orange man is and whether or not he told a little little white lie that is irrelevant. It's irrelevant to the American people. It's irrelevant to the interests of the American people. It is irrelevant to the fucking uh, uh, military community. It is irrelevant to the voters. It makes no difference. And yet you have tunneled in and dedicated an entire section of your network TV broadcast to this. It is outrageous. It is absolutely outrageous. Right. What else have we got? What else fucking, what other insanity happened? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was that, wasn't there? There was the Vox journalist, of course, that just made up a lie to say Donald Trump had nothing to do with the operation, actually. The guy would criticize him for the operation, you'll notice. Uh, actually, had nothing to do with it initially. You see, what, what the Vox journalist did... Uh, with again zero research let's just pull what narrative should we go with today trump was away from the white house for a round of golf until 4 18 p.m yesterday it appears this photo was staged right and this is the famous photo of them in a room while the operation was going on they're all looking serious by the way if a government takes a photo of their fucking officials and disseminates it to the media it doesn't matter whether it was happening in the moment or happening in a, or whether they did it after the fact of course it's fucking staged you're fucking plum. Staged, even if it isn't staged. But then, deleted this tweet because the New York Times is now reporting that the raid began about 45 minutes after Trump returned to the White House from golfing. So, by the way, far be it from me to suggest that Donald Trump golfs too much. There is some pretty fucking baller kind of optics about this fucking guy. Just He's out there. Now watch this drive, like, full George Bush in it. And then he just comes back and fucking sits and watches a live stream feed of al-Baghdadi getting fucking murdered. That's some fucking baller shit. Whatever. So, he literally, based on nothing, just repeated a fucking lie. Just made it up. And then, deleted this tweet, everyone, because I made it up. Deleted it, everyone. I'm a journalist. I get to keep my check mark. I get to keep my almost 200,000 followers. I get to keep my job at Vox. I just lie. I just lie. I don't fact check. I don't do the basic thing a journalist should do. I just lie. And why is anybody lying? Why, why are we in this, like, smad fucking scramble? To disprove that the Donald Trump administration did anything good ever at any point. Why? It's so unrealistic. It's so childish. It's so unnecessary. Just report the fucking facts, dude. Just report the facts. But no, Donald Trump was actually golfing when he was killed. And this photo is a lie because Donald Trump's a liar. And everything Donald Trump does is bad and evil. And the liars and the liars and the liars. This is not truth to power. This is not truth to power. This is not what journalists are supposed to do. Do you think Do you think the madness ends here? Do you think I've done it all? Well, no, actually. Uh, the New York Times that was similarly reporting, disproving this lying piece of shit's lies, uh, also had to, just because, again, you have to throw in a little dig at Donnie Darko. Don't give him a day. Don't give him a second. Don't give him an inch. Don't give him anything. He's evil. You're the heroes. It's okay to lie and speculate. Fuck reportage. Fuck the facts. Fuck everything. You see... What they said was that actually, and we're not going to get the whole thing because we got to log in and pay, which I'm never going to do. So fuck you. I'll just find an archive. Never get a penny from me. You'll never get a penny from me. Never.
I'd rather die. I'd rather die. Um. Okay, here you go. Right. Al-Baghdadi raid was a victory. Good, good, good. You've done better than the Washington Post. <laughs> like, fuck. This is cool. Oh, but it's built on factors that Trump derides. The president cast the death of the ISIS leader as a validation for his disengagement strategy, but it required intelligence agencies and allies he has spurned. So I'll cut through this for you because I read it. Um, they said, hey, it's great that we killed al-Baghdadi, but the problem is... The conditions that led to the death of al-Baghdadi might not, might not, might, might not exist in the future because of Donald Trump and the way he's handling stuff. And by the way, he mustn't withdraw from the region and we must have endless war forever. Endless, endless war. Then just at the end, by the way, uh, just at the, just at the end, uh, well, not even the end, sorry, this is the middle, um, just throws in Donald Trump uh, accused Obama of founding ISIS. Uh, while he was on the campaign trail. I mean, again, as I said, that's silly. But if he'd said George Bush, he would have been right on point. Obama didn't really do as much as he could to shut it down. But it's all Bush's fault. That's irrefutable. Um, anyway, on it goes. Uh, and it gets down to this. Um, hang on, where's, where's the last bit? The one exception to Mr. Trump's disengagement philosophy may may come over oil. Mr. Trump said, Mr. Trump. <laughs> Mr. Trump is a child's comic book about a man who can't stop farting. It is President Trump. It is President Trump. It is President Trump. He won the presidency. You see, it's a title. You use it. You don't have to like it. It's still a fact. Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump said he will not ask American taxpayers to pay for the next 50 years of containing mayhem. But in recent days, he has indicated he is willing to keep troops around Syria's oil fields, a consistent exception to the Trump no troops rule. When the Iraq invasion happened, he noted Sunday he argued for America to keep the oil. Now he is making a similar case about the oil in Syria. Oil money fueled ISIS, he notes, and more recently it helped feed the Kurds not mentioning that their access to it is being jeopardized by his sudden decision three weeks ago to abandon the American posts along the Turkey-Syria border. But in recent days, his defense secretary, Mark T. Esper, has indicated Mr. Trump was willing to commit forces to secure the oil fields, and the president went further on Sunday saying he intends to make a deal with an ExxonMobil or one of our great companies to go in and exploit the oil field properly. Uh, I mean, again... At least, at least we're using the language. At least we're using the right language now. It took what, like, fifteen years? Yeah, we're, we're full on exploiting. We're, we're fucking. We're all. We're, we're raping these countries for oil. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, good pillaging them. Yeah, good. We're using the right language finally. It's almost two decades. No problem. We got there. We admit this is what we're doing. We can admit it now. We can talk openly about it. That's great. Progress. We should be able to take some oil also, he said. The risk, of course, is that America looks like a force of exploitation. 
willing to enter hostile foreign lands for two reasons only killing terrorists and extracting resources wait isn't isn't that the thing though and you're they're pinning that on trump by the way trump who's trying to withdraw <laughs> not obama drone striking every motherfucker out there not bush illegal war that violated um the the uh human human rights conventions <laughs> not bush senior not reagan it's all good no not slick willy it's all fine it was, it was trump was the problem america's gonna get a bad rep because of donald trump withdrawing <laughs> from fucking syria not all the other stuff not the 50 years of constant aggression expansion in the mesopotamian region nah fuck me dude they type this out uh, the mission of the american century helping other nations to develop their economies and build democratic institutions is missing from the strategy can anybody point to an example of uh, America going into a nation, developing its economy and building a democratic institutions? Installing puppet dictators doesn't count, by the way. Installing, installing puppet regimes, bad thing. Anybody? yeah it's zero congrats you got there it was that it was zero this is why it's outlawed that's the number of fucking nations that got to develop their economies and build democratic institutions under american imperialism it was this many that's why it's now a white national symbol you're not allowed to use it the word zero is verboten okay don't worry we're still going we still got more we got more craziness um Brian Stelter. Brian Stelter of CNN is a man who likes to have a fucking... Oh, wait, before we even get to Brian Stelter, nearly forgot about this. I, sh I, have to be, I have to be fair here. It wasn't just a WAPO that fucked up and basically did the whole... He weren't that bad, really. Islamic... This was Bloomberg. Islamic State leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi transformed himself from a little-known teacher of Quranic recitation into the self-proclaimed ruler of an entity that covered swathes of Syria and Iraq. Well, that's a fucking success story, fucking hell. Let me, let me, you know, give me his book. How did he do it? Has he got a diet as well as he? The, the, the Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi suicide vest diet. You lose enough weight for four people. This is, did they just feed you this shit, dude? Uh, you know, I'm just so fucking, uh, like, I'm just so tired of it. Uh, like, I, I, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. I have been trying to rein myself fucking in. <laughs> for so long, because I keep thinking it, it, it's, it's going to end. And I had a belief. I'll, I'll level with you guys. I had a belief because I, I honestly, I honestly, uh, I honestly thought Donnie was going to lose this upcoming election. I thought he'd lose twenty twenty, and I knew that even though it's not fair, that it takes 
the, the, the unbelievable childish tantrums from the left, the mainstream media, everything else, to basically get us back to the status quo. I just said, I said it, I've said it to people when I've been drinking with them and hanging out with them. I'm just like, listen, guys, it's not even that, like, you know, Trump wasn't my guy. He was never my guy, but, but he was always going to be more my guy than Hillary Clinton was my guy. And um, I'm just at a point now where I'm just exhausted and I just want things to go back to normal. So I, and I, and I was like, he's going to lose. Of course he's going to lose. Nobody can stand up to this relentless pressure from the media, from everything else. And it's just going to go back to normal. Normal's not normal anymore, but normal's normal enough so I can like just get back into the matrix, make esports money, pretend everything's fine, you know, and just like live my life until I die of a heart attack or uh, liver failure, whichever one comes up. You know, cancer's always a risk, obviously. You know, I, I like to think with the, the pace I'm going, one, it's liver or heart first. But, you know, maybe I, maybe I really get super unlucky. It, it, by the way, my strategy for cancer is no chemo, won't let it win. I'll just drink, like, I'll race you. I'll race you, cancer. I got fucking 10 bottles of whiskey that says I can beat you. So, fuck, we'll, let's have it. That's my strategy. Put that on a fucking, put that on a fucking cereal box, you cunts. Well, yeah, there'll be none of that, none of that, like, fighting and trying to beat it and all that. All right, no, just race you, I'll race you to the end, you fucking cunt. Let's go. I'll bet I, you know, and it'll just be like, that's not even a sad lol. That's, like, how you're going to fucking do it. Like, I'll take the alcohol poisoning or the heart exploding from cocaine over the sad death in a hospital bed. Like, fuck it, race you, I'll fucking race you. That's, that's my approach. Um, that That's what I'm doing. But anyway, so... I th when I thought he was, I stopped. I stopped being as like adamant and radical and loud and brash because I thought there's no point in pointing all these things out repeatedly to my audience and upsetting them and fatiguing them. And I said to Sam, like, let's just leave politics, man, because in a year it's going to be cool and we fucking backed off a little bit. And we were just going to talk about it now and then. Media lies is important, but it's not going to get back to normal. How did the DNC do it? How did the DNC do it? It's like they had a whip round and said, have we got any cunts in the audience? Any absolute irredeemable cunts? You must be less appealing than Hillary Clinton. And 12 people put their fucking hands up and they went, right, that's our anti-Trump strategy. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm watching Joe Biden every fucking day babbling like, like, like I say, like my fucking granddad at the end. It, it's like mental. It's like... Nah, but dudes, like you, he's the front runner. Like, please, like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stop this. The only person that's talking sense pretended to be a Native American. This is bad. This is really, really fucking bad. You've lied and smeared Tulsi Gabbard, a, a completely fucking viable option. Uh, you've lied, you know, young, vibrant, served in the military, you know, good approach to foreign policy. You're a foreign policy expert in a lot of ways. You've smeared her and said she's alt-right and a Syrian fucking agent, and now a Russian agent, because Hillary Clinton's fucking meds were off that day, and we've all got to fall in line with what she wants. Okay, cool. She's out there running. Yang, I don't know what he's doing. Cool, you got memes. He's been smeared as alt-right, by the way. That's correct, yes. An Asian man, because he tweeted one time saying, you know, it's no wonder some, some white people get worried about birth rates. Alt-right, he's dog-whistling to them. And he's got, I want to give everyone a $1,000, and that's pretty much everything he's got, right? We're like, fuck it, I'll do him. Bernie Sanders had a motherfucking heart attack on the campaign trail, and everyone's trying to cover it up. First, his office was saying it wasn't a heart attack. Doctors were talking to the papers going, yeah, absolutely a heart attack. 
And you want to know what's mental? He's as left as it gets, but for some reason doesn't pass this weird, like, dominant, like, neocon leftist DNC bullshit purity test. So the media's straight fucking him. They're all up in his fucking ass balls deep. It's ridiculous. I've ne- I'm like, guys, like, the only good thing they've done for Bernie on the campaign trail was not mention his heart attack at the last debates. They've shit on him and lied about him every other fucking goddamn time. So, what, what, Trump wins! Don't you see? We got four more years of this. We got four more years. (laughs) Please, I can't do it. I'm not built for this. I'm not built for this because I won't yield. I'll be like Braveheart at the end. I'll have all my fucking cock and balls and bowels and everything hanging out. And I'll just be saying, you know, fucking media! Looking off into the fucking crowd and seeing Thorin. Yeah, do buy the numbers tomorrow. Like, that's going to be me. Like, because I'm not going to, I can't yield, not now, but I, I can't do four more years, guys. I can't do four more years. Not four more years of the lies and the bullshit and the madness and the tantrums. And you want to know the best part, right? Which, uh, which prequel fucking movie is it from where our enemy is yet to reveal himself which one's that do you all know because you're all fucking turbo virgin nerd motherfuckers which which one which one which one was that was it phantom menace or attack of the dooku's or which one was it come on one of you know one of, one of you know our enemy is yet to reveal himself Hillary Clinton's yet to reveal herself, guys. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I've been saying this right from the start. She's too close. She's in too close a proximity. Her aides have already had meetings with, uh, well, actually, who was it? One of them was definitely Joe Biden. Then there was another one. I can't remember who. But I'm going to tell you, guys. I'm going to fucking tell you. I'm going to tell you. This terrifies me, okay? This really terrifies me. Senile Joe Biden. <laughs> puts Hillary Clinton as the vice president on the ticket. They run up against Donnie fucking Darko. Donnie Darko loses in a narrow, bitterly fought campaign where every dirty fucking favor has been leveraged. Every lie has been told by the media. Everything has had to align. Satan himself invoked. They win. And then, in true Clinton fashion, Biden just fucking seizes up and just strokes the fuck out before he's even sworn in. And then, yes, we get Daenerys Clintarian in the fucking White House. Oh, God, don't. But you're my queen. I can't do it, guys. You have to understand that we are that close. This is so close to reality. This is so. This this is all within the realms of possibility. We are not free and clear yet. We're not free and clear yet. Do you understand? We are. We're not in the clear. <laughs> we're not in the clear at all. So what am I left with? What I got to root for? Fucking Donnie Darko. Four more years of nonsense. Four more years of lies. Four more years of being gaslit. Or there's there's, there's a world. There is a literal world where we we get the Clinton we avoided. Oh no 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 All right, let's just take a minute. The show's getting dark. The show's getting really dark. We I shouldn't do this to you. 
You know, I put eight and plus. I know it's Halloween <laughs> and everything, but I put eight and plus on the stream, but no one's ready for this shit. No, no one, no age. So let's just, let's always have a breath. Valium's going to kick in. It's going to do its work with us some whiskey. I don't have a dr drug or a drink problem. I'm not certainly not gaining weight and becoming bloated because I'm having to drink more and more and pop more pills just to get through the day. I'm not turning into some fat spider Jerusalem. Don't worry about it. Nothing to see here, folks. It's all good. It's fine. Let's take a minute. All right. Let's get back to the wacky world of terrorist apologies. You'll like this bit. So... Bloomberg obviously did an apology. By the way, uh, Griff, when you come to this VOD, I don't know if you want to leave all the Clinton stuff in, you know what I mean? Like I say, I like the back of my head. <laughs> I always like the back of my head. It was one of my favorite parts of my head, actually, the back. The one where the bullets go, like, tap, tap. I'm just saying, you can cut that out, you know, if you want. You, you know, whatever. Um, but anyway. <laughs> but anyway. Uh... <laughs> Oh, God. Right. Okay. Let's wrap this up, right? Brian Stelter. Brian Stelter is what he did. Brian Stelter is a man who, from he's from CNN. He's a reporter from CNN. And uh, he does this thing where he's been so butthurt. He's so ass-chafed uh, about this whole fake news thing. He started his own show that was just called Reliable Sources. <laughs> it's like, dude, if I have to list how many times CNN have been caught in a lie... Uh, just in the last like three years, it will blow your mind. It's like if I just listed all the major stories they've got wrong. But okay, Re Brian Stelter's reliable sources. So, because everybody was talking about this Al Baghdadi thing, there was a few people like actually, you know, celebrating the death of a piece of shit like we should have been. Some people saying, well, you know, Donald Trump is a bit of an asshole, but uh, you're going to hand it to him. He did kill that Al Baghdadi. You know, it's like, uh, of course, like we all know why. We all know. We can kill these motherfuckers at any time, by the way. I mean, again, this is like, I'm going to end up going back down the rabbit hole here. We can kill these guys at any time. We can kill these guys at any time. You do realize that, right? It's weird, isn't it, how the timing always aligns when it becomes a priority. Well, it's been a bad week for me. We're, we're ramping it up. We're coming up to an election. Better kill that terrorist leader. Just like Margaret Thatcher. Falklands? Yeah, I probably should have a war about that around about now. You know, save my fucking political skin. So anyway, that, that you know, we can get these guys. We can dedicate the resources and get them. Um, Obama could, anyone can, whatever. But Brian Stelter managed to find the real heroes in all of this. And do you know who the real heroes were? It wasn't Donald Trump and his administration. It wasn't the Special Forces unit that took down al-Baghdadi. No. You know who the real heroes were? Journalists. Idiot. Of course it's journalists. Yeah, it wasn't even the dog. It was journalists all along, you fucking fools. <laughs> Haven't you been paying attention? Right, Brian Stelter puts out a newsletter. It's, oh, it's cringe. The Reliable Sources newsletter. I, like, God, I used to work at the Turner Network. I'm always terrified that I'm going to get got just for having worked there. And, like, all the CNN guys are going to keep in touch. I mean, there's a reason. I couldn't go back and do E-League now. Like, because my third eye's just fucking been taken over my fucking third mouth. You know what I mean? But anyway... Reliable sources with Brian Stelter. Straight as well, by the way, using his Tinder picture. Because he's a mate. Th this would be like me using them ones from back when I worked at Cadred. 
when I'm like fucking 40 pounds lighter and have a full head of air, you know what I mean? Like, you're outrageous, Mr. Stelter. You're outrageous, sir. You are outrageous because you ain't looked like that in fucking years, buddy. You got the same thing we all got. We're all living in an existential world of fucking terror. It makes me think, actually, by the way he comfort eats and gained all that fucking weight. And like, seriously, let me just show you an up-to-date picture of Brian Stelter. And then I'm going to tell you how old he is. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm going to try and find one where, okay, there's George Costanza looking ones. Uh, that's actually a couple of years old. I think that's his official profile on the CNN website. It's ridiculous. I need a, yeah, we'll use this one. We'll use this one. This is from last year. Okay. This is Brian Stelter now. That is Brian Stelter now. <laughs> that is Brian Stelter now. Okay, now listen, homies. <laughs> Apart from the fact the out there straight catfishing motherfuckers, like, like straight out there catfishing motherfuckers, like outrageous shit, right? Outrageous catfish shit. Right. How old, right? <laughs> How old do you think Brian Stelter is? Keep going. Someone's or someone's got it right. Someone has it right in the chat. Two people have it right in the chat. See, you know that's why you did a fucking lull. And now everyone's cheating. He's 34, ladies and gentlemen. He's 34 years old. I'm going to be 38 in January. He's 34. I'm just saying, like, this is... This is how I know, like, it, the lies and the nonsense, it doesn't... Yeah, he's younger than me, yeah. Yeah, 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 he's younger than me. This is what I'm saying. The, the lies and the bullshit, they, they don't sit right with him. He's comfort-eating and fucking himself up, man, on the private, like. You know what I mean? Because he can't live with himself. It's how I know deep down he he could be saved. He could be saved. He's just not brave enough. But he's gonna abuse his body until he dies young, right? So that's fine. Thirty-four, ladies and gentlemen. Thirty-four. Thirty-four. A young man. <laughs> Thirty-four. <laughs> It's like the picture of fucking Dorian Gray, except the picture's having a good time. You know what I mean? Mental. Anyway. So Brian Stelter, when he ain't catfishing motherfuckers, which he does all the time, he's fucking rocking this unbelievable newsletter, right? And it's fucking mind-blowing that this is a real thing, but it's a fucking real thing. And, like, you can get this. You can subscribe to this if you want to fucking torture yourself. But it's it, loads of inadvertent comedy comes as a result of this. Um, I, I did hear rumors that he was actually banning uh, malicious people from signing up to this because loads of people like clip it and fucking like lol, like look at the nonsense. So let's just scroll down. Um, let's just get to the uh, the the really funny bit. Where was it? Where was it? Here it is. The real heroes, guys. Get ready because I think this is going to make you all tear up. I'm going to pour another fucking drink. I'm going to pour another drink. Volume's going strong. It's not, because I never took any. Uh, it's medicinal. Whatever Twitch needs to hear. I don't know. I've got a prescription, etc. Uh, the, the, <laughs> it's all fine. Okay. Right, we'll pour another drink. Because <laughs> uh, just, it was all just fucking chill. 
here it is. Um, journalists are patriots too. Get ready, guys. It'll it'll bring a tear. It'll it'll bring a tear to your eye. In this era of reckless enemy of the people attacks, this, by the way, directly refers to Donald Trump saying fake news is the enemy of the people. That's all he's ever said. He never said journalists are the enemy of the people. They lied to you again about that. Never said it. Fake news. I'm going to tell you as a journalist, when journalists lie to you, it might be hyperbolic to describe them as the enemy of the people, but that's the kind of thing the enemy of the people would do, isn't it? So just saying, enemy of the people, fake news, yeah, don't tell lies. Don't tell lies. Don't get t caught telling multiple lies. Then you're not the enemy of people. Tell them the truth. Tell the people the truth. Help the people. You know, yeah, cool. Friend of the people. <laughs> but right now, fake news media, absolutely the enemy of the people. Why he got so upset about it, like he thought it applied to CNN, I don't know. Oh, and by the way, I don't know if you saw all the, uh, again, remember, remember he's a fucking hack, but uh, the James O'Keefe internal leaks uh, from CNN where he's recording people, and they're going, yeah, we all fucking hate Trump, man. Yeah. It's like, fuck me, dudes, like, obvious. Anyway, in this era of reckless enemy of the people attacks, it is especially important to point out how journalists serve as friends of the people. <laughs> You're not going to believe it. Oh, you're not going to believe what he says. For example, some journalists knew about the raid targeting al-Baghdadi as it was happening, but chose not to report the information until US forces were out of harm's way. Real heroes, ladies and gentlemen. A toast. A toast to our brave frontline journalists. A toast. Really. Raise your glasses. These guys are the real heroes. Couldn't have done it without you. Just so you know, by the way, the same media, including CNN, were going, why didn't Donald Trump tell the Democrats about it? You said you knew about it before he fucking did. So what are you talking about? How do you know and they don't? Why didn't you fucking tell them, Brian? <laughs> like, you had all the facts. You're the real fucking heroes. Yeah, it kind of fucks that talking point up just a tad, doesn't it? One of those reporters was James Laporta, a staff writer for Newsweek. Wonderful publication. Um, interest, definitely uh, de definitely a, a, a really good publication, uh, whether you've known. Who was later credited with breaking the al-Baghdadi news. He sat on the news for hours. I'm a former Marine infantryman. Didn't want to cause any potential harm, he told me. Paul Rikoff tweeted a shout-out to the Newsweek team and all the other reporters that held their stories on this news for as long as possible in order to protect our troops on the ground. For anyone who calls the press the enemy of the state, said no one, remember times like this. The following morning, we wrote glowing eulogies about the leader of ISIS. Well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the enemy of the people. Not the enemy of the people. Not the enemy. They they just want you to know, as Brian points out in the next paragraph down, that, you know, it was just an austere scholar. Just, you know. You gotta understand, man. You gotta understand the mind of the monster, man. Is he really any worse than Trump? 
Look how he spins this shit. The Post has been delivering stellar coverage of the stealth raid all day long, but on social media, the newspaper has been blasted for a terrible web, web headline on its obit of al-Baghdadi. Wrong, Brian. It wasn't a web headline. It wasn't just what they tweeted. It was on the article itself, as I demonstrated. Because, again, I dabble in these things called facts. You know, it's a, it's a throwback. <laughs> You're younger than me, Brian, so you probably missed them, you little fucking weird, creepy, bald Zoomer. <laughs> you know, you're younger than me, so whatever. But back in my day, you know, we, we used to, like, look things up before we repeated them as fact. The headline briefly called him the austere religious scholar at helm of, of Islamic State. Which, again, that's, yes, it said that on, that's the Twitter one. You, you saw the actual one that I showed you. As opposed to, you know, a murderer. It was adjusted, so the headline now calls him the extremist leader of the Islamic State, but the Post admitted that the headline should never have read that way. I asked the paper for further comment, and spokeswoman Chris Karate responded, Post correspondents have spent years in Iraq and Syria documenting ISIS savagery, often at great personal risk. Unfortunately, a headline written in haste, which we changed from an earlier perfectly acceptable headline, uh, to portray the origins of al-Baghdadi and ISIS didn't communicate that brutality. The headline was promptly changed. This may as well just be called... Brian Stelter, comfort eater extraordinaire, and catfish motherfucker runs <laughs> runs a PR offensive for every other rotten journalist in Washington. That would just call it that. Call it that, and I'm all right with it. I'll subscribe to that. You make my fucking job easier. Fucking hell! What a nightmare. <laughs>